fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society, allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. It is a Monday kicking off a brand new week. The greatest day of the entire week is you get to set your goals, your intentions, your plan for the whole week to make it as successful and awesome and badass as you can possibly make it. Welcome into the program. Great to have you along for the ride today, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station, but we are all over the country, multiple radio stations, TV stations, live streaming and podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. We appreciate you very, very much for joining us. Your millennial general reporting for duty like we do every day. Bottom of the hour, Phil Kirpin, American Commitment. We had him on quite a bit. We'll love to look forward to get him back on the show. Uh, today we'll talk about some uh, mask mandates still in some school districts. Why are we doing that? We still have some COVID battles to get to. We have some kids that are getting sick, which is Weird because they're like, we have no idea why there's an outbreak of this hepatitis uh, for young kids. So uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. And yes, today it's it's going to be kind of an odd show. Going to put on our tinfoil hats for a second. We're going to discuss some potential conspiracies. I don't see them as conspiracies. I just see them as like observing the world. And I want to question them. I'm not insinuating anything. I'm just asking questions. <laughs> there is a South Park episode of, if, you, if anybody watches South Park, of Eric Cartman, who ends up doing the... PA, like the morning announcements for the school, and he turns it into like a talk show. And I'm not saying anything. I'm just asking questions. That was kind of his deal. Kind of fun. So we'll get to all that at the bottom of the hour with Phil Kirpin with American Commitment. We have the big news, obviously, that we'll get to with Elon Musk here in a minute or two as well. Hopefully you had a wonderful weekend. It was a big one. If you see and you're watching on the video screen, I am a little bit darker. Definitely worked outside for a lot this weekend. It was like 70 degrees here in Kansas. So I got to enjoy that. My feet and my legs are burnt because I tried to walk outside in shorts barefoot which by the way i don't recommend when you're trying to mow the lawn that was pretty difficult and twigs and stuff like hitting my feet so ended up having to put on shoes at some point but i tried i really tried and then uh of course i got dark but i usually get burnt the first time so i gotta keep at it and maybe maybe just maybe I will uh, just not glow in the dark as much as I <laughs> usually do. So, uh, yeah, it was a great weekend. However, I have to admit, I was a little angry this weekend. Mrs. Voice of Reason got sucked into another TV show. We got done with our one show. It was a Viking show. It was great, The Last Kingdom. And I finished it on Netflix, so now I can cancel my Netflix because that was the only thing holding us up. I had to finish that show. Uh, so now we're done. We don't have to worry about the wokeness of Netflix and how the, the Obamas are running that one and trying to manipulate a whole bunch of crap and give us some really crappy content. So I finished up my show. We're going to cancel Netflix. But Mrs. Voice of Reason got sucked into another show. And I got to admit, it gave me a lot of anxiety. Show of fans, has anybody seen the show The Handmaiden's Tale from Hulu, an original show from Hulu? It, it burned me up and we watched like part of the first season. I think she finished season one and I've, I've watched most of it with her kind of in the background as I was working on computers, doing other things. Very, very angering. I swear. Uh, for those that don't, I don't want to give away anything to you, but it's kind of a post U.S. society. The government suspends the Constitution. There was a terrorist attack. They suspend the Constitution, set up a whole new format of governance. And, and at the same time, there was some virus or something that came out to where like 90% of the population's 
infertile, cannot have children. So the population's dwindling as well. So they set up this new society where they go back to like really weird times and the few women that are fertile, they have to wear these certain things and they're pretty much slaves and they do really bad, horrible things to these women in order to try and impregnate them and get them to replenish society. But when they have the baby, they give them off to the higher up elite who want the children and who think that it's now theirs and then they continue on with the cycle. Horrible, horrible show. I cried through part of it internally. I was angry because I was like, how could people sit here and actually allow this to happen? And I realized that Hulu is as well a very progressive site that punches out a lot of progressive content. And I'm not the biggest fan of Hulu as well. But I realized what they were trying to do with this. Because they say in this show that they use religious context and they twist and manipulate religious context in, in scripture to try and get people to do this because they're, they're doing God's work which is how they always like to manipulate people. I mean, uh, Hitler did that with God's work. They love pe- The extremists love to try and take just fractions of Scripture and, and biblical context and try and twist it for their own political advantage. It's happened since the beginning of the time. You just have to be aware of that crap. And I realized that this was their interpretation of what they saw under a Trump administration with conservatives and the religious right and Republicans to where they think that, you know, we just take away all the women's rights. We just use them for baby making. And then, you know, we take away everything else. And we have this hierarchy of just religious zealots that just control everything. This is their interpretation of what they think of conservatives, of the Trump administration, and of religious individuals, which it's not. And just like every other time when Democrats try to pawn us off as the racists and the and the zealots and the, uh, uh, the closed-minded bigots and everything else that they try to accuse us of, it's really themselves not, re- not wanting to admit to look into the mirror and see that they're doing that thing with identity politics and with big government and utopia, with just the overpowering government over people and enslaving them with servitude. That's what Democrats do. That's what the socialist mindset actually does. But they don't like to admit it. So like everything else in their realm of their quirkiness, they try to actually just pawn it off as, well, That look at what they want to do with these scare tactics. And that's what that show is. And it just burned me up because I realized how in the hell are people openly and willingly just going along with it? And they complain about it and they live in fear and they just go along with it. But they're scared to fight the system instead of just everybody standing up and saying, yeah, no, we're not going along with this. This is a bunch of crap. And I really fear because I think with COVID over the last two years, it showed that there were a lot of people that just went along with it while they complained. Well, we have to for the safety of people. We have to get the vaccine. We have to wear the mask. And it's been an ongoing issue. So uh, it really terrified me more so because I never thought that we would see that. And yet look at what we went through the last two years. Nonetheless, that was what we saw at the same time. It was nice to get out. And I'm going to try and process more of that show as the wife continues to watch. There's like four seasons of it. So. We only got through season one, uh, and uh, we'll see if I can actually manage to get through the other ones. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to walk away when she turns that one. It's hard. It's hard to watch it because I, it just blows my mind how people actually just, oh, okay, sure, we'll just go along with abuse of people and servitude and slavery. That's cool. Drive me nuts. Uh, we should probably get to the big story of the day, the headline of the day. What's trending today? So this just broke about an hour or two ago as all the mainstream media originally broke by Fox News, CNBC reporting it now as well, that Twitter has officially accepted the buyout deal from Elon Musk after they tried desperately to stop it from happening. Now, I'm sure you've heard it over the last couple hours as well, and you've been thinking about this. There's a couple things that I want you to put into your brain to ponder as you think about this deal, whether it's good, whether it's not good, whether you care in any way, shape, or form. The board of Twitter 
was desperate to not make this happen. They're afraid of free speech. They're afraid of opening up and getting rid of the censorship and the algorithms and all the crap that's actually made Twitter the cesspool that it is right now. And uh, they they were desperate. They tried to change their board rules to where they could buy up to 15% of shares to outbuy him and not make him the majority. So he came back and said, fine, I have more investors and we'll all buy 15% and we'll just take over the country with or take over the business with 51%. So he kind of backed them into a corner, plus buying it at $54.20 a share when shares have never been that high. That was another sure tail sign that shareholders probably want a decent buyout and get some money, and it would be stupid for them not to actually take it because uh, shares did jump like 6% today with the hint that it could actually go through and got up near like $50, $51 a share, which is the highest that it's ever been. So Twitter buys it. The deal is official or going into the final stages of closing officially, and then we'll start transitioning it away from the public sector. All the shareholders will be bought out, and Elon Musk will now be the official owner of Twitter. What does this mean for social media? There's a couple points here that I want to take away from this and get your thoughts on and for you to ponder as you understand what this actually means for the progressive liberal socialist movement. Number one, we have Democrats that are threatening to leave because obviously, well, how dare you shareholders? How dare you get rid of this? You've built such a wonderful platform. You've gotten rid of the crazies. You've gotten rid of the right wingers. You've censored them to where they don't actually get shown because of the shadow banning and the algorithms. Why would you destroy this wonderful platform? And there are some, by the way, that are planning to leave the platform, which I ask that's cool. I hope you do, but I highly doubt it because when was the last time you actually fulfilled one of your promises? You said you would leave and move to Canada when Donald Trump got elected, and we can see how well that actually worked out for you (laughs) as well. It didn't happen. They didn't happen. And when they threatened to leave, then they ended up just staying so they can complain because they're victims and they like to be in terrible situations so they can constantly think about all the negative stuff in their life so they have something to complain about and moan about. So... I highly doubt they're going to leave Twitter, especially the fact that Elon Musk thought that he was even a hint that it was going to go through and shares jumped up anywhere from six to eight percent by the end of trading because, well, people realize how exciting this is actually going to be to open up this platform again. But here's what I realized through this whole process. Is Elon Musk now I don't know much about his politics. He doesn't talk politics. He runs an alternative energy vehicle company with Tesla, which on the private sector, that's cool. Although he has gotten a lot of money from government subsidies as well. Not so cool. And he's a free thinker with SpaceX and with his brain chip thing and with Tesla. He is a smart, smart guy who's now, by the way, the richest guy on the face of the earth. My question is, is he the new Donald Trump? Now, here's what I mean. Here's what I mean. I don't mean that he's Donald Trump in the sense of he's a conservative guy who's going to save America and make America great again. I'm not talking about that type of Donald Trump. What I am talking about is that just like Donald Trump, the mainstream media, the Democrats, the progressives, the left wingers, they don't know how to handle someone like Elon Musk. They don't know how to handle him. He is unpredictable. He is just like any other like genius out there, he's socially awkward. You can't quite judge him. I've listened to both times that he went on to Joe Rogan's podcast, which is like three hours apiece, so six hours of content of him sitting there, and you you have to get into the mind of him to understand what he's doing, and that's a very difficult thing, kind of like Donald, what Donald Trump did. He's unpredictable. Now that he's getting into the realm of free speech, he's getting into the realm of censorship, he's getting into the realm of uh, of, of social media, 
he's almost dabbling into the political flavor, regardless of whatever his political politics are. And the media, the Democrats and progressives, they don't know how to respond to him. They're used to the mainstream thought talking points. Oh, it's easy. We'll just shut down this Twitter account because it's it says something about pro-Trump or whatever. So we'll just shut it down. Not a big deal. He's unpredictable. We don't know where he stands on a lot of issues. All he's all we know that he stands for politically is that he's open to free speech. And he even said he wants his most ardent uh, enemies to be on there as well because he wants constant, open-ended, free reign, free speech, which Barack Obama says shouldn't be actually happening in society because, well, <laughs> you're not allowed to have something like that because, you know, well, you know, it's not protected by the First Amendment. Therefore, we shouldn't have it at all. No democratic government can or should do what China, for example, is doing, simply telling people what they can and cannot say or publish while trying to control what others say about their country abroad. And I don't have a lot of confidence that any single individual or organization, private or public, should be charged or we do a good job at determining who gets to hear what. That said, that said the of First course, Amendment but... is a check on the power of the state. It doesn't apply to private companies like Facebook or Twitter. Yeah, he said that over the weekend at a university talking about censorship and digital information and so on and so forth. Barack Obama making his return, which I do want to get into later on as well, that, uh, yeah, apparently that's not protected. But Elon Musk, he wants to make it free reign. You know what? If he owns the business, he can do whatever he wants to because, obviously, government intrusion shouldn't have a say. And it's not regulated by the FCC, which leads us into the response of how the Democrats are going to try and handle this. We'll do that when we come back on a Monday for The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at network at gmail.com. Again, that's network at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com.
bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. By the way, before the show ends, there is something serious that I do want to talk about. What the heck is going on? A food shortage on the way, and it's only going to get worse. And there are things going on, the things that make you go, hmm, in society that are going to even exacerbate the already ongoing food shortage with Russia and the Ukraine and other things. But things that are happening here in the U.S., is it deliberate? Is it by accident? I didn't even know about it until this weekend, and now... I'm scratching my head again. We're going to put on the tinfoil hats for a second a little bit later and talk about it because I think it's a little bit concerning. But right now, Elon Musk officially purchasing Twitter, nearly $44 billion, $53.20 a share, $54.20 a share for the company officially. And just about an hour or so ago, the board has officially accepted it. It would be stupid if they didn't because, well, that would be a lot of money for those shareholders. So uh, is Elon Musk, the new Donald Trump, not in the sense that he's going to save America and do his own thing, but that he's an unpredictable, really rich billionaire who is fighting against the status quo, fighting against the mainstream thought process in his own way. He's buying a social media platform, one of the biggest social media platforms that was the safe haven for progressives, that has booted off a lot of conservatives, that has banned the president of the United States and anybody that was associated with him off of the uh, platform because they despised free speech. And now a guy has come in, bought it out with a massive amount of money, and it's going to open it up for free reign to do what the interweb was originally supposed to do, which was the World Wide Web of the Wild Wild West, where you could really put anything you needed to on there. Is he the new Trump in fighting that in a very unpredictable way to where progressives, the mainstream media, the Democrats have no clue how to respond to what he's actually doing? Because now they're at a loss. How do we have our safe haven as a progressive site? Which means, like usual, when the young child who's not fair in playing the game, who doesn't like to lose, who's kind of selfish because they're a little kid, when they start to lose the game, they start to change the rules of the game. You ever had that when you're playing with a kid? They change the rules like you're playing checkers. Be like, okay, now I can jump like five spaces over and jump somebody because, well, you know, we're going to change the rules. And they don't like to lose. It happens all the time with young kids, and Democrats are no better because their IQ level is about the same as a, prog- and as a progressive socialist. So what's going to happen now that a billionaire is fighting back against billionaires by purchasing a multi-billion dollar company and opening up for conservatives to actually have a fair conversation in, uh, in the deal? And now that he's beating them at their own game, you can only imagine how the game is actually going to change. I mean, right now, we don't have FCC rules on the Internet. We have them on TV. We have them on radio. I I don't think we have them on streaming services because it's the Internet. Could we start seeing rules coming in under the Biden administration? Could we start seeing new FCC rules for, well, here's what we're going to happen, social media. We're going to start censoring this for certain hate speech or certain words, and it's going to turn into like a mainstream like a radio, uh, over-the-air terrestrial radio or TV to where you can't say certain things without it actually blocking it or banning it. They already have their policy for quote-unquote hate speech or misinformation, but that could potentially change now with Elon Musk. What about Twitter even being allowed on certain platforms, the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store? Are they going to get rid of it? Sorry, it's too open-ended now. We're not going to allow it. You just need to go. Killing it off, essentially. It, I mean, it's not their shareholder, shareholders now that are invested into it. It's a private guy. They don't care if he goes uh, bottoms up because they don't like him now anyways. Or 
if they just all around just create a new platform and just say, hey, you know what, here's the new cool site. We have to come up like a Facebook or a YouTube or whatever. Here's the new site everybody's going to, Twitter, totally old school, totally like five years ago. And they just make a new one and make it irrelevant. You know they're going to do something. They're going to change the rules. They're going to change the game. They're going to change the mindset because now that they're losing on the battle of ideas, and now that they had a billionaire that's supposed to be part of the elite, part of their establishment, going along with the same mindset of what they have, when they got beat at their own game from someone that they thought was on their side, they now have to change up the system a little bit, re-roll the dice, rewrite the laws, rewrite the rules, and do a little bit of uh, some changing around to make sure that they still have the advantage because they're losing the advantage. You know what's coming. It's just a matter of when. Phil Kerp, an American commitment. He'll be on here after the bottom. Stay right here on The Voice of Reason. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch The Voice of Reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality hear entertainment shows and of course yours truly with the voice of reason plus we offer numerous media services including helping you set up your own podcast become your own voice of reason and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic for information on all of our shows links to podcasts each show website or social media link or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment visit our website at hoosiermedia.com again that's hoosiermedia.com the future of media When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Holy cow, halfway through a program already for a Monday. Welcome back into the show, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting all over the place. We appreciate you hanging out, trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. It is totally absurd. I know, it's it's a difficult task, but hey, you know what? That's what we do every day. So strap in the boots, strap in, and let's do this thing. Uh, lots of big news going on today, so a lot of things, obviously, to try and cover. Elon Musk officially getting the accepted offer or the accepted bid from uh, uh, Twitter to uh, for him to purchase Twitter at $54.20 a share. What does that mean for social media? As we talked about, obviously, Democrats, when they start losing at their own game with a billionaire coming in, buying out the platform that they like, that's their safe haven and doing something different, they obviously have to change the rules. So what kind of new rules could we potentially see with that? Is it going to be uh, government guidelines to try and restrict Twitter? Is it going to be the banning of Twitter on Google Play and the iTunes store because, or the Apple store because, well, we don't want you to have it now? Will they even go that far? There's so many people. It's one of the big, what they call it the big three, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, the three major platforms. And now one of them is about to be opened up, allegedly according to what Elon Musk said he wants to do. There was a tweet from Robert R- Rich, Reich? I don't even know his name. I don't know who this guy is. Uh, Dana Lish had actually posted it on her social media site where uh, <laughs> he's not very happy. There was a side-by-side Twitter post from back in the day when conservatives were complaining about uh, the Twitter censorship that was going on. Anyone who says that Twitter's ban violates the First Amendment doesn't know Twitter is a private company. 
obviously, because that's what Barack Obama said, too. Well, the First Amendment doesn't apply to private companies. True. That's not really what we're upset about. Now, however, he's not very happy with the purchase from Elon Musk because he says Musk and his apologists say if consumers don't like what he does with Twitter, they can go elsewhere. But where else would consumers go to post short messages that can reach millions of people other than Twitter? The free market increasingly reflects the demands of big money. Wait a second. Wait a second. So, hold on. Correct me if I'm wrong. So, if we if we get booted off, well, you know what? You're not protected so bad, so sad. Go find another platform that's going to get, you know, a tenth of the response. Or, you know, maybe it's not going to get the outreach that you actually wanted to. We're just going to put ourselves in these little boxes. But if we say, hey, now it's open to everybody again. And if you don't like it, you can leave. No, 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 no. You can't. Where else are we going to go to reach as many people? That's unfair. Talk about double standards. Let's get into what else is what's trending. What do you say? Let's do it. What's trending today? I am super happy to have this guy back on the program, and we have to get his thoughts on this as well. He is the president of American Commitment, which you can find online at AmericanCommitment.org and find all the great content and information they have. Phil Kirpin on the line with us here. Phil, how are you, my friend? Hey, Andy. I'm pretty good, and uh, I am a big Twitter guy, so I have many opinions about all of this. Robert Reich, by the way, was the uh, labor secretary in the Clinton administration, <laughs> and now he's like a big deal at MoveOn.org. So he's uh, he's 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 very mainstream among the psychotic left, and so. Well, it's kind of the uh, perfect example. Yeah, it's kind of it's the yeah. perfect example, right? I mean, how dare if you guys have to leave? You know, we have the right to ban you. It doesn't <laughs> violate the First Amendment. You know, we can do what we want to. But now, oh, they're he telling us we have to article, leave. I don't know if he he, Robert Reich also had an article in the Guardian newspaper, which is like the most left-wing newspaper in the world out of the United Kingdom, and the headline was something along the lines of. Uh, an unfettered free speech internet is what dictators want. <laughs> <laughs> I it, it blows my mind to where the left who says they're about free speech or they're about, which obviously we know they're not, but for them to lose their mind this bad, I'm waiting for them. They said they were going to leave Twitter. Is this like one of those false uh, threats to where they said they were going to move to Canada if Trump got into office and then Trump got into office again, and now they're like, oh, well, we're going to leave Twitter if Elon Musk does this? Uh, do you expect them to actually leave Twitter? Yes. No, nobody's leaving. Although, I will say, you know, one of the things that Musk says he's going to do is he said he's going to make verification available to everyone. Mm. And I don't think the uh, I don't think the reporters with their uh, super cool blue check marks are going to be happy if everyone can get one just by, like, taking a picture of their driver's license or something. Yeah, that is very true. Oh. What, what kind of response do you think that we're going to get from the left? Obviously, right now they do run... Washington, D.C., and they're trying to lay down the censorship abroad. Do you think that we're going to see some new guidelines, regulations, FCC takeover of the Internet? I mean, are we going to see the the rules change of the game because now they're getting beat at their own game with a billionaire buying out a private company to do his own bidding? Well, the they could have a third Democrat on the Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, as soon as this week. They've got this guy, Alberto Bedoya, up for a vote in the Senate floor. And uh, they've got a real left-wing whack job as the chair, uh, Lena Khan. She wants to investigate. She sees a conspiracy everywhere. She she opened. I swear to God, she opened an investigation into McDonald's for their ice cream machines being broken. She said that was a conspiracy. That was an antitrust violation. And I'm like, wait a second. I don't think they want them to be broken. <laughs> like, I don't, like, what are you talking about? Uh, so, you know, if they get that third vote, who knows what the FTC might try to do and what theory it might come up with. I don't think the FCC is a likely uh, pathway because they 
mostly regulate the uh, the broadcast media and the ISPs and stuff like that. They've never really tried to regulate an Internet company. But I think if they do try to do something, it would be the FTC. But I think more likely than not, uh, it's just going to be angry media stories and that kind of thing. I don't think they're going to take regulatory action, at least not in the United States. Mm. Um for a number of reasons, but I just I, I think it would backfire badly on them politically if they tried that. And I think you know they're already looking at a really bad cycle, so I don't see them doing anything like that. Sure. Um, might be a little more likely that they try to use you know Europe or somewhere else. But you know I think that you know Musk is not going to come in and say you know child snuff porn and neo Nazis come have a field day. He's he's not that. I think he's going to basically say. You know, don't ban people for political speech, and he's going to maybe unban some of the people who've been banned for COVID wrong think and stuff like that. But I would agree. I would assume uh, that they're going to continue to be pretty aggressive on you know criminal stuff and stuff that's really out of bounds. And uh, I don't think they're going to hand excuses to the left to, to kind of bring in the government. Sure. Yeah. Just you know, average conversation, which is the way it used to be, which would lead to them again not liking that. Do you think that all of a sudden here, maybe in the next six months to a year, we all of a sudden hear about a new social media site that's going to be part of the big three, the evolution of Facebook or the evolution of Twitter or the evolution, or not Twitter, but uh, YouTube, that's going to take things to another level to be like, hey, Twitter's totally irrelevant now. Don't go and sign up there because our new platform's going to be this and this is what you have to do now. You know, they're going to try, Andy, but the thing is, the uh, these platforms are so well designed uh, the people who are addicted to them are not going to find it easy to give them up. Sure. You know, and the journalists are big Twitter addicts. They're on there all day long, and you get that you know, you get that dopamine hit when the likes and the retweets build up. And uh, I don't know. I, I think that some of them might quit, but the vast majority are going to come back pretty pretty fast because of the way these the way these things are designed. They really do suck you in, and it's hard to leave. And by true. the way, a lot of us might benefit from not spending quite so much time on there, including me. But it's hard to give up. It is hard to give up. Yeah, I mean, we've tried other social media sites as conservatives, and we've made Rumble, we've made uh, Parler, we've made Truth Social, which, by the way, I finally just got on my Truth Social over the weekend. Two months, man, two months, and I finally got my Truth Social. But, like you said, we're still addicted. I still have my Facebook, and I still have my Twitter, and I still have my YouTube. And uh, even with the other ones, it's just added to it. It hasn't replaced it. So now I get to manage seven different social media sites instead of just two or three. (laughs) Right, I'm sure a great use of your time. Look, I, I don't think that the uh, I I don't think the liberals are going to find it any easier to break up. Yeah. Oh, Phil, it's, you're breaking up there a little bit. I think we're starting uh, to. Oh, there we go. All right, you're breaking up there a little bit. Yeah. Do we got you? Uh oh. You want to actually have that engagement with with other people and. Uh, have you know, the negative feedback as well as the positive. I, I think, you know, sort of an isolated uh, thing where it's just an echo chamber, it doesn't hold the same, uh, I don't think it holds the same interest for most people. Yeah, that is very true. We're talking with Phil Kerpen, American Commitment, AmericanCommitment.org is the website. Let's shift gears a little bit uh, that goes into really the agenda of what the focus is. We've said this many times, but the the uh, midterm elections are going to have a major influence with what's going on with schools, with public schools, with the education, critical race theory, the gender and sexual teaching crap that's going on with public schools, the involvement of parents in the school boards now. You came out with a piece on the mask-mandated districts. 
Uh, Phil, I didn't know that there were still mask mandated districts in the country. I knew that there were a couple, but I didn't realize how many and how big they actually still were and how big of a battle this is still going on. I thought this was all done. Well, there actually is still about 800,000 in this country that are masked. And so it's not over by a long shot. We've got places like Milwaukee, Wisconsin, that says they're going to continue to mask. Definitely, we've still got Hawaii, where all the schools are still masked. And so it's not quite over. But my bigger concern uh, than that is that if we don't learn the correct lessons from this past winter, we're going to get into the fall and the winter again, and we're going to see it on a much broader scale again in lots and lots of places, basically wherever the Democrats are in charge, they're going to try to bring it back because they haven't by and large admitted they were wrong. They just said, oh, uh, the COVID numbers have gone down. We We can stop for now. But that's not terribly encouraging because if you have a virus that comes back every fall and winter, as this one likely will, as other respiratory viruses do, then you're going to have these same restrictions, the masks and stuff come back every fall and winter, unless we can actually win the argument and make the case. And so what we did with this study, and I I collaborated with a a couple of really good researchers, Emily Burns and Josh Stevenson on this, is we we actually checked uh, what the CDC and the Department of Education, remember all through the winter, they said, you want your schools open, you have to have masks. Masks are going to keep schools open. They said it about a million times. So we decided, why don't we go back and check what actually happened in January and February of this year? Did the districts with masks close less than the districts without masks? And, in fact, we found the exact opposite. We found 35% of districts with mask mandates had a closure in January or February. Of course. There's only 11% of unmasked. Of course. I tell you what, hold that thought. Let's continue that when we come back here on what the findings show on whether masks actually worked or not. We've got to take a hard break here. It's Phil Kirp and American Commitment. Mask mandated districts had more school disruptions. Is that a shocker to anybody? We'll do that when we come back here on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at network at gmail.com. Again, that's network at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com.
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Last few minutes here of the show for a Monday. A lot of things that we want to talk about didn't get a chance to today. We're going to carry some over tomorrow. Some serious issues that I am concerned about. Number one, we have the Republican Party and its inner bickerings right now, which, (laughs) go shocker, right? Go figure. We have the midterm elections where we're doing really well. And then, of course, we're going to see the... Republican Party find a way to sabotage itself. Are we doing so with the Liz Cheney, Kevin McCarthy issue with the leaked tape from Kevin McCarthy about asking Donald Trump to step down and and that sort of thing when he denied it left left and right? Then we have the Republicans really trying to focus the elections on the Hunter Biden investigation, which cool. We should do that. Maybe we should also talk about policy, however, and keep people fired up about, you know, eight and a half percent inflation rates and four dollar gases and the war in Ukraine and Russia and, you know, some serious issues, illegal immigration at the border. I don't know. Maybe we should focus on some of those issues to get us into election season. And then that just be like, yeah, trust me, we're going to investigate and do something about Hunter Biden and all the shenanigans going on there as well. There's a lot to talk about there. Plus, I had just heard about this, honestly, over the weekend with the story about the uh, food distribution plants and food processing plants that are all like catching fire or had like two or three different like plane crashes into them. Ridiculous. What the heck's going on there? And accident or not, I find that intriguing. We'll do that tomorrow. I, I want you to put the tinfoil hat on for just a minute tomorrow and we'll discuss that on the program. Right now that we're talking with Phil Kirpin with American Commitment, mask mandated districts had more school disruptions over the last year as we talk about school districts that still have mask mandates, which is a little absurd. I mean, Phil, we had in Washington, we had the ending of mask mandates for Congress and for Washington, D.C. So we could do a State of the Union speech just a month or two ago talking about how we're getting on the back end of this and how we need to grow the economy again and get things back going again. I mean, they're talking as if it's done, but yet we still have school districts that are trying to force kids to wear the mask, which just blows my mind. Right, and of course, uh, New York City has their toddler mask mandate, which they appealed uh, the judicial decision to keep in effect. And so we've got a lot of these crazy policies continuing to linger in liberal areas. Although we should point out the city of Philadelphia, which reimposed the mask mandate on everyone last week, repealed it three days later. And then this is the best part. They credited it for succeeding. They said it stopped COVID again. It succeeded. We can lift it. In those three days. So, I mean, they're they're as irrational as ever. But as I was saying uh, before the break there, until uh, you do one of two things, either remove Democrats from power so it's irrelevant what they think, uh, or force them to admit that they were wrong and that the masks never worked and were never justified, you're going to have it continue to recur because, you know, the virus comes in waves and uh, they're going to try to bring it back every time the numbers are rising again. So we're not done with it, even if it seems done. Uh, even if it's gone for now, we're not done with it because we're going to get into the fall and winter, and wherever they're in power, 
if you haven't forced them to admit they were wrong, they're going to bring it back. Yeah. Yeah, they're always going to bring it back whenever they get the opportunity. As soon as they start to loosen things up and we start getting back, they don't like to let go of control once we give them control, and that's the battle. But I think this is going to be a focal point for the midterm elections. I mean, we see parents running for school board elections all over the country and winning. By the way, here in the Wichita area where I'm flagshipped out of, we had a major election, and out of the uh, four or five seats that were open, three of or no, four were open, three of them won by Republicans, and now it's tied six to six on the school board, and they're working to try and repeal it. Like people are angry, and they've just said, We've had enough, and we're going to start changing this stuff. Will that make an impact? And do you think that's going to bleed over into midterm election season? Well, I think so. Look, I mean, the thing, what, what I think is going to happen when we get into the fall is the places that are just really, really hard left, where, uh, you know, just one party forever. Uh, they're not. They're not going to be able to resist their own base, uh, even though it, they know it's bad politics and they've seen the polling. They're going to start bringing mandates back in those places, and uh, uh, that's, I think, going to give an opportunity to everyone in a race everywhere else to say, "Look, look what happens. If Democrats are in power, this stuff's coming back, and it's coming back nationally. It's coming back in places where Democrats are in charge." And I do think it's going to set up um, as a as a big issue again, as much as Democrats and when if they think about it objectively and they look at the polling they know that these masks really didn't accomplish much if anything they know that it's politically toxic at this point um, but they're torn because their own base are true believers and the other thing is andy as much as they know they never want to admit they were wrong they never want to say it publicly of course and so that's uh, the other challenge they've got is you know how do you uh you know, how do you avoid repeating a mistake when you want to admit you were wrong yeah, well, that's very true. Well, the side that says we need to follow the science is not following the science in any way, shape, or form. And your guys' study shows that, that just by wearing the masks had more disruptions, more kids out of school being sick. And it's really a telltale sign of what's going on. AmericanCommitment.org is the website. Go and check them out, Phil. It's always good to talk to you, my friend. We love having you on the show. Let's do it again real soon. All right, have a good one. Hey, Bye. you as well, my friend. Appreciate that. That is for us today. Podcast up in a little bit. Lots more really important, really serious things to talk about tomorrow when we come on the show. Until then... This is The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch The Voice of Reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.